Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. (laughs) Hey, Wynne. Hi. We had an idea about this week's episode. And it was recognizing when we're full of BS, any other word that you would care to uh, mention and care to think about yourself, but really when we know we're full of it. And we were giggling about that earlier. And I remember vividly being uh, talking at a conference a few years ago. And about 40 40 minutes into my talk, I said something and it was a little bit full of it. It wasn't entirely genuine and it wasn't really, it was all about me and me trying to kind of like show off a bit. Mm. and not about what the audience wanted and not what I thought they needed to hear. It was quite self-centered and it was a little bit of an exaggeration of things and it was just a little bit off. And then I noticed it and it surprised me that I noticed the feeling because I had a bit of a jolt. Went, ooh, what was that? This was, I was very heartfelt until all of a sudden the feeling went from my heart into my ego. And I went, oh. So then I went the next few minutes, then back into the flow, back into heartfelt and genuine and connected back to the audience. And then it happened again. I said something that was self-centered and, and, a, and a stretch of the truth and egoic. And I felt the same jolt. And it's interesting because about six months earlier, someone who had been uh, mentoring me for a while mentioned that she'd seen that in some of my written communication website and a few posts I'd put out there on social media. So she'd looked me up, I think, on the end of the first day of our four-day immersion. And on the morning of day two, very kindly and sweetly called me out on it. And uh, I was, you know, I was okay with that being called out. I was intrigued by it. But I didn't know the difference in the feeling that I was being pointed at, of being heartfelt for the audience and being all about me and egoic and something there for me to protect or something there for me to project. I wasn't in tune with the difference between those two places where I could come from in my communication and in my being. I didn't, I wasn't fine tuned to the difference in my being of coming from those two places until that day when I was given that talk in the conference and later on in that, and it's twice I had the little jolt of, oh, this is the feeling. Mm. This is the feeling of me being full of it. 
full of insert your favorite expletive. So that came to mind as the first thing I wanted to share in today's topic. And I don't know what you had in mind because we didn't rehearse as we never do. We just kind of like, okay, that's a good idea. Let's start talking about it and press record. So what's coming up for you? I think the first thing that comes up is that I, I love that. I love that we're having the conversation because I think if we're having this conversation and we see that showing up and you know you and I have had conversations that you know we pick up a lot of stuff along the way and I don't know about you or anyone else but for me wanting to control how people see me or that that's even a possibility has been huge for me in my life. And that's when I really notice that I show up, that I'm full of shit, 100%. Is when I think somehow I can control what people think of me. I don't think it comes from a, at least for me, not trying to manipulate, but it is. Because there's something along the way that I picked up that if people like me or think good things about me or if I'm easy to be around or say the right things or that somehow that's preferable. Mm. That's good, whatever that means. And that's definitely one thing that I've picked up. But I love the, the, you know, the willingness between the two of us to look at that, to explore that and, and to notice when when we feel full of shit. Because it, it comes without judgment, self-judgment, judging each other. Just the noticing. But there seems to be less and less at least a lot less than there used to be. This desire to project this kind of image of self and protect the self that we create in our own minds, you know, of who we are. And And to me, what you what you said then was profound in it. A very clear way to me that if I know I'm making me up, then what's made up doesn't need protecting. 
Yet, it doesn't look like it's made up. It looks like there's a persona of win. There is a projection of win. There is a past of win that exists in the now that could be it could be vulnerable, it could be harmed, it could be dented, it could be bruised. And it really looks like that. Now, I, I know it isn't true, but I don't live as if it is. I live as if there is a me. There is a me to protect, there is a me to project. There is a me that sometimes requires to be impressive. I don't like it because I'm starting to get a little bit in tune with a feeling of it. and It doesn't feel, it feels a little off mm. because I'm present to my ego as opposed to present to anything else. Because when I'm present to my ego, I know that's not a smart idea. And yet I will tie myself up there. And the other thing that I think it's really helpful to highlight in what what I heard you say was without judgment that that's the humanity of me not something for me to fight against it's a part of my part of human nature we have egos we have personas that don't look like they are illusions and I'm not the only human being on the face of the earth today who has fallen for it several times an hour. To me, that matters that I don't take my humanity into a place of judgment. And I don't take my being full of shit into a place of judging me for it. But the noticing, as you just said, that I might over time get a little wiser and kind of move towards over time, learning to love the feeling of more heartfelt as opposed to egoic protection. or polishing my persona in the hope that other people will love me or like me more. I know what that's like. It's tiring and futile. But you know, there's something really special that happens when, whether it's just on our own or with other people in this conversation where we're looking in the direction of truth. Mm. And even, and I'm not saying, I, I judge myself constantly. <laughs> so I don't think that's, um, I'm not saying I'm in any place other than where I'm at. But there is something really neat about being in a conversation with someone, looking in the direction of truth, 
when even we drop the judgment because the judgment is you know if you want to call it ego or self or whatever even the judgment is that too that's noise it's of the same energy yeah it is but away from that and looking towards truth in a way that for me is really new to be in that and notice what shows up. Oh, I'm, I'm judging myself. Oh, I'm full of shit right now. Oh, uh, yeah, what's that about? You know, and, and it's somehow being willing to be in that space with what shows up knowing that we've picked up a lot on our path. I mean, we've picked up a lot. And then looking towards what's true, like you said, if, you know, it starts to fall away, that need to protect or project. I think the more we're willing to be in a conversation and look to what's true. It's like that feeling that you had where you recognized it. You're like, oh, you know? And like I was telling you before we started, I was having a conversation with someone and it didn't actually occur to me until I was reading, um, I was reading this part, I think it was, it was in a uh, Byron Katie book. I'm just reading a lot of Byron Katie. And it talked about showing up with all your flaws. Yeah. Because you showing up with your flaws gives people permission to show up with their flaws as well. And I love that so much. Um, and that's when it occurred to me is that I was having a conversation and the person made a comment like, you know, you must help your clients so much. And I burst out laughing because I didn't have any clients at the time. And that was funny. And then of course I got into my own noise after that about, um, why don't I have any? And, and why am I not helping people right this second? You know, why don't I have any, you know, so I got into the noise and it just kind of took off. And I realized I didn't correct. I didn't correct that with that person at the moment. And so I read the part about showing up with all your flaws. Why didn't I say it? I don't need to be full of shit. I don't need to look better than I am. I can just be where I'm at, even if where I'm at is judging myself. And that's an invitation to, for anyone who's listening is to, to show up with people, you know, with all of our flaws, with all the stuff we picked up along the way, with all of our ideas of trying to control how people see us just be willing to be in that space and not judge
I love the idea of showing up with all my flaws. And noticing that I made up that story about them being flaws too. I did that. Because I don't know if that's true, that they're flaws. I can't remember if I've shared uh, this with you before. I used to do this quite regularly with with some clients that I would play the game and the game is what I do not want you to know about me is and I and I picked it up um, from a, a fellow coach called Rich Litvin I picked at least 10 years ago and I saw him do it with a client and it was fascinating for me to see that the big deal in the client's mind that he was working with as a, as a demo. The way that uh, Rich's client was talking about themselves is almost like, you know, you'd think that they, you know, um, serial killer, mass murderer, you know, the way that they were thinking about themselves and talking about themselves, you'd think that that would probably be their inverted commas crime. And it was something so, in my mind, so trivial. I think it had a cigarette or something. It had a cigarette in the last six months. That was their big sin. So it was really interesting. And I, and I then thought, well, that's a really good idea to play that game with clients if I'm, in, if I'm with them for a long-term association. If I'm with them in a long-term working relationship, then that might be a good thing to kind of, if I notice that they've got self-judgment and holding themselves back, then to share that game. And I played that game with somebody for nine hours one day. <laughs> what I don't want you to know about me is. And we played it in, I think, two, maybe three different locations in coastal Los Angeles. I think Santa Monica and then up to Malibu. And everything she said, I thought, how come that's a big deal? Now, it's not a one way, right? Because if, if they're saying what I don't want you to know about me is I say the same thing back. Mm -hmm. And everything that I said to her, she said, how come that looks like a big deal? Which goes back to what you were saying about the flaws that we think we have, you know, the, the questioning the notion of flaws, right? Because I've yet to hear somebody talk to me in that way that I've not felt more deeply towards them after they've said what their, in inverted commas, flaws are. It actually deepens the connection. And I've always found that. Well, Puzzling is one way of saying it, but more mainly just how for most of my life I felt the opposite. I thought the opposite was true, that if I was protecting my flaws, then if no one saw my inverted commas flaws, then people might like me. Well, turns out 
it's the opposite. The more open I am, the more real me that I let out, the more real me gets seen. My heart as opposed to my shell. Then they absolutely have more warmth towards me. And me, when I hear other people share their own, my, my love for them only grows. Which goes back to what the quote that you just said, when we are open with our flaws, it helps the other person be okay with theirs. And all of a sudden, there's just less in the way between us and them. A friend of mine um, shared with me a few years ago that he said if he was single now, and he's been happily married for about 20 years, if he was single, he'd set up a dating site and the dating site would be called My Flaws First. My Flaws First. And effectively, what the rules would be the first time people would meet up is that each person would have, I think it was going to be one of those speed dating things. And he said, that the only thing you can say five minutes each way is all the ways you're messed up. This is where I messed up. This is where I get insecure. Here are my flaws, right? Five minutes and then the other first and five minutes and then it's like the, the dinger, dinger, dinger. Because he, he went into this and I thought, this is a smart idea. How come he doesn't quit his job and did this? He said, yeah, I'm happily married. I really do not want to play there. But it's really cool to notice. Mm. And I think that that would be a huge way of having a deeper chemical chemistry connection very quickly with people when we're just open and we share our humanity and our heart. Like I, I tend to think that this world would be a better place if we did that, mm -hmm. if human beings did that. Not in the speed dating thing, but in just in life in general, if we just said, hey, Here's where I get stuck in my head. These are my flaws. And without getting too political over it, I think this world would be a far safer place. There'd be a lot less abuse of each other, abuse of substances, violence, the need to lash out either one-to-one -one or groups against groups, countries against countries, if that version of humanity was just shared openly. Well, that's what I think anyway. I think there's so much less noise in that space. You know, our own noise that keeps us from connecting with people. the noise that keeps us separate mm -hmm. when we're not. And the noise that looks like we're fighting ourselves. Yeah. And that's just a mistaken understanding of ourselves and then a misunderstanding of each other when, going back to what you just said a few seconds ago, 
That's such a beautiful place to spend time. Well, as a result of this, I'm pretty sure I will ponder that without even planning to ponder it a few times this week. I'm pretty sure I will. It'll happen naturally. Because it is an invitation. Mm. There's not a single person. I don't think that either isn't walking around feeling flawed in some way or hasn't felt that way in the past. And it's such a beautiful invitation just to show up with all of our perceived flaws. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kate. It was great. Yeah. You've been listening to Under the Noise. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics that you love for us to chat about, definitely reach out to one of myself. Our uh, details follow the podcast. And if you want to share some of your own flaws or perceived flaws, definitely reach out then. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.